Welcome to the Successful Farming Podcast. I'm David Ekstrom. This episode is brought to you by Case IH. Each August, the self-proclaimed soybean capital of the world triples its population for the annual Soybean Festival. For residents of Norburn, Missouri, it's a yearly embodiment of the sense of community that permeates the town. For the past 10 years, Kyle Durham has worked to revitalize the festival and the town. Before we hear from successful farming editor Chelsea Denterman and her conversation with Kyle, we would like to thank our sponsor, Case IH. My mom's got a new Case IH tractor and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car, steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah. Her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. So Kyle, we'll start off. Can you kind of just introduce yourself and kind of give me your elevator pitch of who you are? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Kyle Durham. I'm a sixth generation farmer from Norburn, Missouri, which uh, is about an hour east of Kansas City, the self-proclaimed soybean capital of the world. I farm about 2,400 acres of corn and soybeans uh, with my father and another hired man. And uh, we're completely contained within the Missouri River bottoms down here. And so our Hometown Heroes series is kind of highlighting rural America. Tell me a little bit about what Nor- Norburn is like and why it's special to its community members. Yeah, absolutely. Norburn is a town of uh, just shy of 700 people. Uh, we're kind of just a, a speck on the map, I guess, if you will. But uh, there's a lot of community pride here in town. Uh, a lot of folks that uh, are originally from Norburn uh, retain that uh, that distinction and uh, it's, it's not hard to, to go around, uh, certainly the state and, and regionally, and uh, you tell folks you're from Norburn and they say, oh, do you know, you know, so-and-so? And, well, yeah, you know, I grew up, you know, three doors down from them or I go to church with them or something like that. So, uh, you know, I, I guess some might consider it kind of a bedroom community. A lot of folks commute into Kansas City for work. Uh, because it's so close. But, uh, you know, I think we've got a, a really good thriving little town here that uh, exhibits a lot of community pride. And part of that community pride is the annual soybean festival, which you have had a big hand in kind of reviving over the years. Tell me a little bit about how you got inv- involved in that festival. Yeah, I uh, I suppose it's like a lot of things uh, that, that other folks are involved in it. Uh, there's certainly a a family connection to it. So uh, my grandfather was one of several back in 1982 uh, that were really looking for a way to kind of continue to build on community pride and spirit and and goodwill and and also to give folks an opportunity, those that had moved away, to come back as sort of a homecoming. And so for more than 40 years now, uh, we've been continuing to do that. I moved home uh, to start farming full-time about 20 years ago. Uh, and shortly thereafter, if you can imagine, uh, every community organization, when they see a, a, a young person move back to the area, uh, they are very eager to get you involved in things. <laughs> so, so it was actually uh, through my involvement with another organization uh, known as the Norburn's Interested Citizens, uh, that I that I became part of the festival committee 
and uh, have been on that committee now for, like I said, about 20 years. And uh, what kind of steps did you guys have to take to kind of breathe new life into that festival and get people excited about it again? Yeah, you know, what we were seeing, and this was probably, uh, let's see, six six years ago or so, um, you know, small town festivals had really been having a tough go of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think there was quite the enthusiasm around that there once was, you know. Um, so in 2018, uh, our town was actually celebrating its 150th birthday, our sesquicentennial, which is a phrase I had never heard before, but now it has rolled across my lips innumerable times. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, when I first came on the committee, you know, if we had six people at a planning meeting for the festival, like that was a really good meeting. And we all kind of huddled around this small little table at City Hall. Um, and we... I had a, a couple of other good friends in the community that had come to me even and said, hey, you know, this 150th is a big deal. What can we do to to really ramp this up at least for one year, you know, and, and do some justice to to the hometown that we all love? You know, it's it's got to be a party 150 years in the making. Uh, so uh, we went out and, and recruited a few other people. Uh, to help us in our efforts. One of our, our first key uh, items to take care of was we needed to revitalize the fundraising portion of it. And the, the approach that we took was let's get our sponsors and those that are kind enough to, to donate toward the festival, let's really make them feel like a part of it. And so that's what we've tried to build over the last five, six years now and uh, have had a really good response rate to that. So uh, whereas our, our annual budget, you know, might have been, you know, two, three thousand dollars before, you know, now we're able to spend over ten thousand dollars annually and, and beyond that and really kind of build the festival because we have had buy in from all of our sponsors. And so the things that we've done to help uh, foster that is, uh, you know, obviously we, we created a, a larger presence on social media, connecting not only to our sponsors, but to the folks that call Norburn home, you know, through a, a weekly festival Fridays uh, sort of giveaway and that sort of thing that we do. We put together a combination uh, thank you dinner and fundraising dinner, uh, thanking the sponsors and then continuing to raise funds for the festival, we do a, a shrimp boil over the winter time. So it was kind of a time where folks didn't really have an opportunity to get together and uh, really being able to bring them back together, you know, kind of on the opposite end of the calendar, you know, February to, to August um, and talk about festival and the great things that, that we continue to try to do, the needs that we have as a festival planning committee and uh, being able to communicate that has really helped our sponsors feel like they're a part of it, I think. Gotcha. And what kind of benefit has growing the festival had on the town itself? Well, I think that you've got that renewed sense of community pride. I think from the comments I hear that a lot of people appreciate it. They, they kind of realized that the, the soybean festival wasn't, you know, in its heyday uh, going into 2018 anymore. And uh, it's, I think it's just kind of in our nature to, to kind of say, hey, you know, we're still here, you know, we're, 
you know, we, we still exist, <laughs> but, uh, but the, the, uh, the best feedback that I've gotten has been from folks that have, have kind of grown up and moved away and, and always kind of liked that touchstone, but didn't always necessarily make it. And now it's become kind of, you know, an annual date on their calendar like you will be here you know because because we are having a lot of fun again and and what's really neat you know amongst myself and and folks my age is now we've got kids that uh, are are having that same experience that we had when we were kids gotcha and so that kind of fed into submitting the town to the Missouri Small Town Showcase. How did that come about and how were you involved in that? Yeah, so there's a group here in Missouri called Missouri Humanities. And I believe uh, we applied in just the second year that they had started this small town showcase campaign. And what it is, is uh, towns across Missouri, less than 10,000 population, which is most all towns in Missouri. Um, they have a competition where you can submit your town, uh, write up a little blurb about yourself, and then uh, they just take votes. And so the top five communities every year, uh, based on votes, are selected to be showcased. And that showcase uh, is made up of, of, of podcast episode that they do. And then they come to town at some point and, and shoot a video. And both those projects have been completed now. Our podcast was done back in March of last year. Uh, and uh, the video, we talked them into, we, we flat out told them the biggest thing going in Norburn is the soybean festival. So they came down uh, this past August and uh, shot a, little, a lot of really great uh, video on that. So I you know, if, if you really want to get a feel of, of what Norburn is and what the town is and what we're trying to do here, uh, I really encourage you, you know, all podcast players have that Missouri Humanities uh, podcast, small town showcase. Uh, and then the video itself is is on their Facebook page uh, and also on YouTube. Gotcha. And what has being featured in that showcase kind of meant to the town? Well, I, you know, everybody kind of likes to see themselves on camera, I think, <laughs> or at least a fair amount do. Um, but no, it, it, it's been a really great way for us to continue to tell the story of Norburn. Um, so much of, of just our, our human culture is tied up in storytelling and, and just kind of putting ourselves out there and, and being frank and honest. You know, in the video, we talk about the challenges that we've seen here in this area, being in the Missouri River bottoms, you know, flooding is is oftentimes, sadly, a concern. But we can also tell that great story of how the community rallies together to to help those of us who are farming in the bottoms, uh, you know, folks from town that don't necessarily have an economic tie to that farm ground, but they do have that community tie. And so what the Missouri Humanities Showcase has allowed us to do is, is really highlight that, you know, because we know as farmers that, that it's not just us that makes things happen. You know, these, these small town communities, these rural communities are so interconnected in that, you know, if, if the farm economy hurts, the town economy hurts, you know, if the, if the banks are hurting, you know, if, farming in the town economy hurt and, and all those industries which might seem so disparate from one another are so interconnected 
And so between the soybean festival and the small town showcase, a couple of your peers mentioned you've kind of become the town PR person. What <laughs> has that been like? And what kind of message do you hope you're spreading to people that are listening to you? Well, I uh, I didn't intend when I when I started this to be the PR person. <laughs> um but like I said, you know, we, we kind of started with this festival Fridays and it was just a fun way to, you know, give away 20 bucks worth of food and drink to the festival here or there to maybe get some folks to come back to town that hadn't been. Um, but it's but it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we uh, we joke and kid and have a lot of fun as we go along. But, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, what I really try to focus on is, is engagement and uh you know, as I, I kind of look at the, the Facebook metrics and that sort of stuff, and it's not necessarily the number of clicks you get, but, but you want to be able, what's, what's really neat, I guess, is, is when I can go, you know, up to Casey's or something like that. And, and somebody says, Hey, I saw your video and, you know, here's, here's what's going on or something like that, you know? And so, uh, I, I just tell people I'm, just the loud mouth that uh, that's on your computer screen every Friday morning yelling at you about the festival. <laughs> There's a whole lot of folks behind the scenes, you know, that that you never see on camera or anything like that, that really make this thing happen. And uh, it's it's just been a, a great thing that I've been really happy to, to be a part of. And so you mentioned that you had left home, you went to college, and you came back to farm in Norburn. What, why do you think that rural America is worth continuing to invest in? Well, I think I had fallen into the trap that, that a lot of young folks do. You know, it was always kind of, you know, if you, if you had the ability you know, you graduated from high school and you said just so long to your alma mater, and, uh, you know, thanks for the memories, but I'm going off to the, the big city to, you know, make something of myself. And um, I, like I said, I fell into that trap, too, and uh, didn't at the time have any inclination that production agriculture was what was going to interest me. I, uh, in fact, went to, to school for ag journalism. So I uh, was big into communications, which has served me well in, in my role here as, as town PR person, I guess. But, you know, what I've come to appreciate over the last 20 years is I would contend there's more opportunity in rural America than there is in a lot of urban and suburban settings. Um, you know, we, we can kind of just look around our town and, and see you know, we can talk about the things that used to be in town, the businesses that used to be here, what we don't have anymore. But this community's still got a bright future ahead of it. And there's absolutely no reason that those sorts of businesses can't come back to this area. And so, you know, you can kind of see the, the tools and stuff here behind me. Um, I took the plunge about three years ago and uh, decided to open up a small woodworking business here in town. So, you know, bought a building that, that wasn't inhabited uh, and moved all my tools from my garage out at the house uh, in here and have been doing that for, for two, well, let's see, three years now, I guess. And, uh, you know, have had really good response. I mean, people like knowing who they're dealing with. And it goes back to that, that whole interconnectedness because there's, 
there's so much more that you get with dealing with local folks that you know, people that you go to church with, people that you sit on various committees with, than there is, you know, just clicking that Amazon button. And now a word from our sponsor. My mom's got a new case ice tractor and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car, steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. And now back to the podcast. In 2021, Kyle Durham and other community members created a campaign for the town's part in the Missouri Humanities Small Town Showcase. Caitlin Yeager, the program director for Missouri Humanities, worked with Kyle Durham to showcase Norburn through a podcast and video project. My name is Caitlin Yeager. I'm a program director with Missouri Humanities, and Missouri Humanities is a statewide nonprofit association, um, and we produce educational public programming and grant funding for uh, Missouri communities and organizations throughout the state. And so tell me a little bit about what the typical small town in Missouri looks like. I don't think there is a typical small town in Missouri. I think that's what this initiative is is really teaching us. Um, so, you know, Small Town Showcase is Missouri Humanities Initiative to kind of bring more awareness to the stories of small town Missouri and the people and kind of what makes them unique and kind of really just kind of small town storytelling. Um, you know, I would say that if I had to pick something that I think I can confidently say I've seen across the board is that um, each small town that we work with is really proud of its people um, that they often I often hear that you know the strength of a community comes from the dedication of its people and just how you know they're always willing to lend a hand help raise money help you know volunteer run events do beautification efforts um I would definitely say that, you know, if I were to pick one overarching facet of a community in Missouri, it's that, you know, we've got good people here. Gotcha. And so tell me a little bit about how Norburn came into the small town uh, showcase and what that has looked like for you guys. Yeah. So Norburn um, was part of our first um official small town showcase initiative. So in 2021 and 2022, we kind of did a, a pilot of the, um, of the program. And then in 2023 for this year, we actually had, um, communities nominate themselves to be featured. So for 2023, we had, I think it was 46 communities nominate themselves. And then once we had all those nominations in, we put it out to the communities to vote. Um, so we really wanted this initiative to be about what, these communities wanted for themselves. We wanted there to be, um, you know, some, some muscle behind it, some buy-in. We wanted these communities to want to be featured. So we really left it up to the communities themselves to, you know, push for their citizens and their friends and their neighbors to vote for their community to be featured. So, um, I think they, they voted over the course of a summer and, um, the top five communities with the most votes were chosen for 2023 and Norburn was one of them. Norburn has a population of less than 700 people. Um, so it really goes to show that, you know, the size of your town 
doesn't necessarily play a part in whether or not you'll get the votes. You know, Kyle was really, um, I mean, he was on Facebook Live like every Friday pushing people to vote. He was reaching out to people across the state, across the country to vote for Norburn. Um, you know, he really put a lot of weight behind Norburn and why um, why Norburn's story should be told. And um, so we worked with them to produce a podcast and a video um, that are both now available um, with Missouri Humanities. And so through that, you got to work with Kyle quite a bit. Tell me what that was like and um, how he is as a person. Oh, he's so great. Um, Kyle, uh, he's a farmer and he's very busy. Um, I think what was interesting is that when we kind of started working with Norburn, it was right about um, planting season. And so, which was great because we were able to get some footage of him on his farm. He invited us to come out and film um, he and his crew planting for the year. Um, and, you know, it might go without saying, but just in case it doesn't, you know, Norburn is an incredibly strong agriculture community. Um, that really is the heartbeat of Norburn is agriculture. And we wanted that to be a really central focus for the podcast and the video about Norburn. And so, you know, with Kyle being a farmer, you know, that made it really easy. He really kind of made sure that everything was open access, whatever we could do to showcase Norburn and its role in Missouri, you know, he made it happen. Um, so whether that was, you know, again, coming to his farm to film a planting, um, you know, production or um, giving us the full run of the soybean festival when we went down there in August. Um, we had some great interviews with people around the town. Um, so really he, he just wanted to make sure that whatever he could do to help make sure that, you know, Norburn's story was told to the fullest, you know, he made it happen. He was great. He's, uh, you know, we walked around with him at the soybean festival and it was just clear how much people appreciate him and the dedication for his community. People were constantly stopping him to talk with him, um, you know, he kept getting, you know, he had so many accolades for, for the work that he does. And, you know, it seems like he's always planning for the soybean festival, you know, he's done with one and it's off to the next one, you know? So he's, he's a, a very driven, very dedicated member of the Norburn community. And, you know, they're incredibly lucky to have someone like him really um, fighting for Norburn, uh, working for Norburn and just doing whatever he can to, you know, lift up his town. And so that soybean festival is part of Norburn's claim to fame. Why are small town festivals like that so important to rural communities in Missouri? You know, I think often that's what a rural community or a small community tends to feel like they can offer. Um, you know, we don't often see a lot of towns of Norburn size with a festival. Um, you know, it's just most people would think that the manpower is just not possible. Um, but when you've got a connection like Norburn does to agriculture, when you, when your claim to fame as being the soybean capital of the world, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Um, so that, and the soybean festival is their way of doing that. And I think what's most impressive is the fact that, you know, it's been going on. This was their 40th. I don't think it was their 40th year. It was their 40th festival. It's been going on for a little bit over than that, but, um, you know, so it's a, a festival that really has deep roots in the community. And I think for a small town to be able to recognize something that unites their community, that um, helps tell their community's story um, is really important to that to that place. And I think 
that's why small towns tend to gear towards something like a festival. It's a community celebration. It involves people of all ages. It involves people from inside of town and outside of town. You know, there's something for everybody. Um, and often it can be done with, you know, the elbow grace and manpower of the people in your community. Um, and it's something that people tend to really want to support because they're looking for ways to um, market their community, to get their community's name in people's heads and bring people to their community to experience a festival. And then maybe they'll take a step further and experience other parts of that community as well. So I think it's a good kind of jumping off point for a small town to bring in visitors and entice them and then hope that they want to come back and learn more and spend more time there. So, you know, there are so many of those really great small town festivals throughout Missouri and the soybean festival um, is really just one, but, uh, but it's a really strong one. And it's one again with, with deep roots in that community. And especially for a community of its size, it's really wonderful to see. Awesome. And can you talk a little bit about why rural revitalization is still important in America? Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's been a big shift and something that we've, uh, that has come up several times again with small town showcase is that since kind of during, and since the COVID-19 pandemic, there's been a lot more movement to rural communities. Um, a lot more work is remote and people can live where they want to live instead of having to live where they have to work. Um, so I think that there was a really big shift in um, population and movement of people throughout Missouri. Um, and a lot of what we heard was that, you know, these small towns struggle to keep up with the demand for housing um, and resources in their communities. So I think, you know, putting resources and putting effort into rural, revi rural revitalization helps those communities keep up with growth. Um, it helps to propel them into the future. Um, you know, things like rural broadband and, and community resources and jobs and um, housing are all things that are not new um, needs for smaller communities, but they are even more important now that we're seeing um, more people moving in and out of, of communities throughout Missouri. So, you know, I think it's, you know, it's important for Missourians, obviously outside of Missouri to understand the role that rural communities play in our state and um, how efforts to be you know, need to be made to, to keep them up with the growth of the state um, so that they can maintain population, so they can maintain younger populations, their youth, um, get them to graduate high school or college and contribute to their communities. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's more important than ever. And what kind of impact can people like Kyle have on those communities? I think Kyle is just an example of somebody who sees the um, the power and the impact that a small community can have and just really wants people to understand, you know, the impact of rural communities. So I think Kyle is a great kind of, I don't want to say spokesperson, but spokesperson for the power of a rural community. And um, especially for somebody who, you know, has been there most, if not his whole life and, you know, could have done other things, but saw, you know, what Norburn had to offer and that he wanted to be part of Norburn's growth and Norburn's future. And I think that that's, you know, especially, you know, poignant, you know, I love the stories of people who, you know, want to 
not just stay in their communities, but stay in their communities in order to help it grow and help it to succeed. And I think Kyle's a great example of that and, you know, is someone to look up to in that matter. Thank you to Kyle Durham and Caitlin Yeager for being our guests today. Thank you to Case IH for sponsoring the Hometown Heroes series. To learn more about this story, you can check out Chelsea Dinterman's story of these hometown heroes on agriculture.com. Thank you.